Motown Rundown, good to be back with you. It is October 14th. It is a Wednesday. Of course, no Lions this last weekend, so we're a couple days behind. Feeling Sorry better. about it. Feeling, feeling more energy. You can tell yeah, because how is, the, how is the heartbreak. The you think that plays a part of it, not having the Lions on the weekend? You just roll into the week with positivity and joy and happiness? I will say this. It's just like the Sunday is just more relaxing. Because usually it's like, you know what, I can't wait to watch seven hours of football. The Lions are on. I hope they get a W. And then, like, after the first half, you're like, they're losing. This is this sucks. Yeah, it, it, you don't really lock in for the 4 o'clock games. You kind of you get the energy back up for the 8 o'clock. And then Monday you're like, what were they doing yesterday? This week you don't really go through that process. You kind of just enjoy football. So it was kind of nice to have a bye week, especially this early into the season. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, like the whole Sunday thing. Yeah, you, you get over it at, by like seven, eight o'clock. You watch Sunday night football and you get ready for Monday. But then on Monday, you're like, well, this shit, team, dude, the Lions suck. Like now like, I, I got to yeah. go a whole week before I can watch them again and I'm upset. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a breath of fresh air. It'd be better if the Lions were two and two because we could actually get a little excited about something. They're one and three, so we kind of had to ride that 35 unanswered from the Saints for two weeks. So that was the downside of it. But on to bigger yeah. and better things. Trent, I do want to I do want to shout out your uh, – I don't know if the people – I'd like to share this on the Motown Rundown page. Trent is now uh, your YouTube famous with oh, your T-Bales takes. Oh. Give the – fill the people in, dude. You've done well, it now two weeks in a row. I know this well, yes. week was about Patricia and in your letter to Patricia, but fill the people High in on quality. what's going on. Oh, high yes, quality. high quality. I got to shout out George, my roommate. He shout out George. He's, he is absolutely great with the camera and videography and editing he's and a graphics and everything. So he and I kind of had the idea to, like, just do this, like, two-minute miniseries and just release it every week. And just it's perfect to do. You know, it takes, like, 20 minutes to film. And then we just – George cuts it up. He sends it to me, and I just release it whenever I feel like it. Uh, it's not contained specifically to the Lions – which is nice because, you know, this week. Oh, so we, so we got a LeBron one coming this week, huh? Exactly, yes. yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert, LeBron, absolutely. Should I, should I have a contradictory one or say, this is why <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is Collins, why LeBron's soft. <laughs> yeah, Collins' is rebuttal. That's what we'll call it. Nice. The, but, contrarian, the contrarian corner with Ryan Collins. <laughs> the contrarian corner with Collins. Kind of like it. Collins is contrarian. Collins' contrast. I don't know. We, I should we just make sure it's Collins Contrarians. <laughs> you'd have, I think you'd have quite an audience, honestly. Be like my mom and my brother. That's fine. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it's just Facebook, and it's like yeah. all friends on Facebook see it. But yeah. Do you remember when we used to do this Facebook Live? I forgot about yeah. that. Yes, dude. That was the best. We'd do it Facebook Live. you get like 11 viewers. I, what was it? One time we had like thirteen and we were so excited. Oh, we had like twenty. Yeah, we excited. Well, no, we did. We I think we've been in the twenties before. I don't know. NBD twenties tw is twenty thousand on the yeah. Facebook scale. Yeah, on the on the scale. Yeah, it just it was just nice to have people tuning in. People liked it. It's, it's not like we ever went when we didn't have any viewers. Right. There were there were spurts of of time when we would have zero people watching in, but. For the most part, there were always people checking us out, which was nice. It's just nice to have some video content. But yeah, it's like a, we can't no, even like nice see each other in person. It's illegal. We'll get shut down by the FBI. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, dude. 
this is it's it's sad because this is becoming normal. Like this is feeling normal now. Every week we don't do buy into it. Zoom. Refuse it. Yeah. Don't horrible. don't go into the light. What else is going on? Nothing. You guys just no. Out? I don't. Speaking of LeBron, I just like saw this like him posting. I feel like he hates getting compared. Does he hate getting compared to MJ? I don't really know. No, he likes it. He I just okay, think he's sick you. of the argument. He's sick of the well, argument. Then why is he posting videos well, of him watching the last dance? No, that, look, I think I'm pretty sure a couple what, years what ago. That? Didn't he say like three years ago? I think it was his last year in Cleveland. He was like, "Yeah, I'm still chasing the ghost in Chicago." So he literally put it on himself. And then I, I think, I mean, he has to enjoy the conversations of like, I mean. And because he, he always says, you know, like I'm not supposed to be here anytime I'm put in the same conversation as as these guys or the same sentence. He has to like it, dude. He has to like it, of course. And he says it fuels me. He said that, uh, that having something to prove fuels me. You I don't know, have I a whole was, conversation about it. I, I just I just saw it on my Twitter. You said uh, what else is up, and I just caught my eye. I will say this about LeBron. I love LeBron, Trent. You know this. I hope everyone knows this. I think I think he's the greatest of all time, and that just again. Because I, I haven't fallen into that, like the dad. Uh, what's what, what have I called it? It's like the uh, like the dad effect, where like dads think that everything from like 1985 is the best ever. Like nothing, like none of the athletes are as good as the athletes in 19 in the 1980s. That kind of thing. I haven't fallen into that trap yet. But because I never got to watch Jordan play, in my mind, LeBron's the best. This whole his whole like I wasn't supposed to be here thing. He's like one of the greatest athletes of all time. He eventually was going to get to the NBA. Like no, I don't no, like that, that whole. That, that's not the sentiment, though. The point he's making is that he was a only child of a single mother in a very poor part of town, and he could have easily fallen victim to all the other stuff. Okay, oh, I guess. Okay, I'll give that, you that. That's my, the thing. I mean, obviously, I always view obviously it, and I'm like, dude, make it to the NBA. I'm like, I always yeah. view it, and I'm like, dude, if you're that good at any sport, you're getting noticed. But whatever. oh, of course, of course. Good for LeBron for ring. I'm glad LeBron got another ring. I don't. It, yeah, that was cool. Good for him. People, people that hate LeBron irritate me. There's no reason to hate the guy. I don't hate him. I just get annoyed by his fans, like Trent. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, people like me, I'm like a yeah. thorn in Collins. Dude, no, it's not even you, Trent. Honestly, it's not even you. I think it's my. It's like my roommate. It, he is this. <sighs> no, you can say it's me. I'm like your little. Do brother. you get emotional? Huh? Do you get emotional when he loses? I can <laughs> under. I mean, like, I can understand. Like. I'm the I the thing about it. I think the last year I've come to the realization that me liking Tiger Woods is the same as liking LeBron James, and I need to stop like complaining about it. Oh yeah, but for sure. I mean, it's yeah. the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. And I get pretty fired up watching Tiger and something. But when the tournament's over and he doesn't win, I kind of move on. It doesn't like affect my life. Does it affect yeah. your life, Trent, when LeBron well, loses? It doesn't. It doesn't. Other than the fact that like everyone knows how much I love LeBron, so it's like. When he loses, even if I want to move on from it and like get over it, people are just my phone's blowing up. People are trolling yeah. me, and I got Trent hops on the shit. burner. He hops yeah. on the burner and goes to war with people online. <laughs> I on the burner. I need a burner. We should have a the, rundown burner. No, I want my own burner. Let's read. But I'm just. I don't want to tip because like me having a burner, then I innately have to spend more time on social media, which I don't want to do. I'm trying to wean myself off of it. Yeah. But if I have a burner, I'm going to be tweeting nonstop. I wish we had enough fans to where we got, like, negative criticism on, on social media so that we could do, like, mean tweets. That would be hilarious. Dude, I don't know yeah. if I can handle that, though. Oh, That's the you, dream. Collins, you so could. You would love it. If I got negative, if someone was like, like, Trent Valley sounds like, 
Trent Valley sounds like a six-year-old like girl. You would die. You would love it. Well, that's it. probably no. half the people listening now are like, what is this Mickey Mouse operation? I'll be like, <laughs> and I'll just be yelling through my phone. Just be like, you know what, loser? You try and do it. And then they're cussing and just swearing at everyone. Yeah. Maybe one that's, day. That's, that's how we know we made it. When people start tweeting us that they, they, they hate us. Because now it's all like, it's still all cute and cuddly to everyone. Like, oh, you get to have a podcast. That's nice. But when the day comes where we're big enough, that's how we know we made it. Um, Hopefully. But all right. We have, obviously, like we said, Lions bye week. We will talk Lions and preview the Jags game coming up later in the episode. For now, this is probably one of two weeks of the year, last week being the other week, of when we get to do full-blown Red Wing stuff. And I love it. And I'm pumped up. NHL draft has concluded. Free agency period has opened up. Um, first thing to mention too, I had to deliver some, I love how Trent immediately goes on mute as soon as I start. To- well, I'm, about, I'm about to grab my surprise. I have a surprise. I'm going to let you start talking. And then oh, okay. Okay. Good. Good. I, I just like don't want to miss the intro. I got to get the introduction. Oh no, yeah. The okay. Work. Awesome. Um, like I said, draft is over. Free agency period is underway. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, last week I had to deliver some sad news with a Red Wings at that point, it was a releasing. We're not going to re-sign him in regards to Jimmy Howard. We have our first buyout of the Steve Eiserman era. Uh, Justin Ablocator has been bought out by the Red Wings. 13 Damn. seasons with the Wings. Drafted in the second round in 05. Local kid. I mean, he's from Muskegon. He played at Muskegon Mona Shores High School. Michigan State hockey legend. Scored the game winner to win the national championship in 07. Uh, Suck at Boston College. Yes, exactly. Suck at Boston College. I love MSU hockey to be like that good again, to where I get to watch him in the Frozen Four. Dan's out the boys cooking. Well, hey, like it, it? inside three years, believe. Really? All right. I believe you cover the team. I believe you. Um, two hundred and fifty-two points in seven hundred and thirty-nine games as a Red Wing for Advocator. Just three points in forty-nine games last year. All three of those were assists. Um, so the way this buyout works, I mean, as Eiserman called it, it was just a cost savings move. I mean. Ablocator, in my mind, was really set up for failure by Ken Holland when he extended him with that huge deal where he was getting paid like $4.25 million a year. I want to say that he would be making that four point two five this year and then two more years, maybe three more years after that. But um, buying out the contract, obviously, uh, now you open up a roster spot, which is huge to have guys like, I don't know, we could throw in – whoever you want, Svechnikov in the mix. Um, if they plan to bring him up and, and have him play full-time, Giovanni Smith, same thing, opens up a spot for him. So this buyout, the way it works, I guess they're going to have around $2 million that will count, will count against the cap this year and the next two years. And then the last three years of the buyout will be a $1 million each against the, camp, against the cap. So that goes until the 2025-26 season. So obviously tough to see a guy like Advocator go being an alternate captain as well. But as Eiserman said, I mean, it was just a cost savings move. And that was the one knock against Ken Holland was signing a lot of these guys to these long-term bad contracts. And Advocator was just one of them. And I think Justin Advocator had some pretty decently strong years. I mean, a, a tremendous two-way forward just, you know, didn't really have the the skill anymore, battled injuries, and, and just wasn't a guy that was going to play above your fourth line for the foreseeable future. So you might as well rip the Band-Aid off now. So, oh, Trent, you're back with the Red Wings hat. That's the surprise? That is the surprise. And I have Wendy's French fries. That's the other surprise. There you go. I'm having a good time. Trent, I, hate how you, 
I hate how you're one of those guys that can like eat whatever you want. You're like always going to be skinny. Right. Why do you always bring this up? You guys. Uh, Trent puts in the work. Trent puts in the work, low key. He's not a guy no, who's he supposed doesn't. to. He, he does Dude, his no, Ravs, Ravs, just because when you work out, you got to post a couple gym selfies. Trent, Trent likes to keep it low key. He's probably grinding in Skyview's gym like three hours a day. Trent, Trent has told us his only workout regimen is doing the Ray Lewis push-up challenge. That's, that's so not, that's hard. That's not the only thing, but that is the main thing, yes. That's hard. It's not easy. Whatever. I'll tell you that. It's like 255 guys, push-ups a day. <laughs> you guys Just totally do Do you do it every day? Yeah, every day. Yeah, dude, come on. Yeah, Are you yeah, kidding me? Day. Six <laughs> days a week. I, I don't do it on Sundays. There, how's that? Oh, okay. It's good. Yeah, Sunday's right. a me day. Sunday's always a me day. Yeah. Yes. But That's bottom line, I have my hat here. Shout out to my grandfather who gave it to me. Appreciate oh, you, nice. Gramps. So it's Vintage Threads. Yes, LGRW. His oh, favorite wrestling something. of all time is Terry Sawchuck. So I, I shout out to Wow. Old timer. Love that. But uh, Abby leaving, sad. He was my favorite Red Wind for a while because I'm a Michigan State Slappy. And I was like, you know what? He was Michigan State. Yeah. But he was also pretty good for a handful of years. I think he benefited from playing with Dotsuk on his line. But he, he was a nice little role player for a good portion of years and, and was probably one of the better, like, role players in the league for a little bit, maybe for, like, a two-year window where he just played his role really well. He was tough, and he was able to put a couple – like, he would average, like, what, 12 goals a year, something in between there. I, I don't know what his numbers were exactly. He wasn't lighting up the score sheet, but he could put it, like, in the net. He, I think he probably will always be remembered for scoring two goals in game one of the Stanley Cup, the year they lost the Penguins. That's something I'll remember. That sick goal where he hits off the crossbar, he catches it, and then he scores. That was a sick goal. But, I mean, that sucks. I mean, it's the right move. He's not that good anymore. It's a, yeah, it's a bad it contract. It's the right like, move. Yeah. I mean, like you said, he, he's, he's a guy that you probably expected in his prime to put up around 40 points. After 16, when Datsuk left, is kind of when he lost his way. But, yeah, one of my favorites as well. I love the way that he played the game and – I mean, it's unfortunate that, you know, he was paid what he was and it wasn't able to live up to the contract. And it didn't look like he was going to get any better soon as far as his play. So whatever, they cut ties um, is what it is. But thank you, Justin Ablicator, for your service. I hope he gets signed somewhere. I mean, everyone I talk to is like, there's no way that he's going to get picked up. But Oh, he definitely will. I hope so. For How many years did he play in the league again? Well, 10? 13. 13. 13, man. Yeah. I didn't listen to you in the beginning, I guess. I was going to ask, when Trent, by the way, when Trent said he had another surprise that he had Wendy's fries, do you guys like Wendy's fries? I like Wendy's fries. People I, hate say, the way that you, I hate the way that you say Wendy's. I was going to say, you sound like you're about to say Windy City, but you just don't say the itty, so you just Wendy's. say Wendy's. Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's. Wendy's. When? Wendy's. Chipotle. No, it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> Chipotle. They're, they're okay. They're okay. I think they're very good. I remember when they switched. You remember when, like, yeah, the, they went to the sea salt batch. Yes. Yeah. That's what they still have, right? That's what. Yeah, they're good. Do do yeah. Wendy's is good. It's very good. No free ads, though. No, I'm not giving a free ad. I'm not. Well, if they want to sponsor us, if they want to sponsor the show, we can praise Wendy's. But I refuse to let it happen anymore. No, but what's it called? Fast food, like some people like. I think Wendy's and like Domino's are like the two places that like made a switch and it actually worked out. Every single time a fast food place like goes away from like what they're like kind of known for, they stink. Like when B- Burger King, whatever they did in like 09, like they're still paying for it. And I'm a Burger King guy through and through. 
but like they're not relevant anymore. I don't know what they were thinking. What what did they do in 09? What, what like, let's 09? get rid of the chicken fries. Let's get rid of the dino nuggets. The ones with like they had the crown on them. Let's get rid of like uh, I mean they they just made a bad a flurry of bad decisions and they haven't been able to recover since. Well, they used to have Chris Webber in their commercials, so I'll give them I a- do remember that. I do remember that. They don't they also Trent, they used to have funny commercials. I don't know what happened to that. Their commercial game stinks now. Well, now they just do it for, like, the impossible wow. Burger King, hey, Burger King, bring me in to market your brand. We'll figure it out. King Collins. I'm, gl- I'm, glad yes. we got fi- I'm glad we got five minutes of a Ryan Collins Burger King audit on the show. I'm going to send this to Burger King headquarters. Hire me. The bottom line, Rabs, is we got to bring back 09 Burger King. That's yes. the bottom line. I, dude, Burger King is is disgusting, and it shouldn't be open. I'm not going to okay. no, have no, this argument hey, with Collins. Close right your mouth. Close your mouth. Close your I, mouth. I, I, just, I just would like to talk Put about the Red Put some respect on their onion rings. You're don't, calling, don't. You are calling for the closure of this company. How dare you? I am. How dare it's, you? Just, it's gross. It's scum, How dare you? It's scummy yeah, food. What if How dare someone you? said the Motown rundown and needs to get off the air? How dare That's, you? You're entitled to your opinion. Fine. Don't you? listen. Don't listen. How, I don't eat a Burger King. How don't dare listen you? to the show if you don't like the show. How dare you? How God. dare you? All right. Okay. Can I finish the Red Wing stuff? Okay, I only yes. get to do this a couple times a year. Sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's get to the draft now. Credit to me. I... I've been hot between the picks and between this. I've been hot. I told you guys on the show last week, if you don't believe me, go listen to it. My guy was Marco Rossi. He went, I believe he went ninth to the wild. Good for him. But I told you verbatim, I think the Red Wings are going to be taking Lucas Raymond at four, and they did it. They didn't look like a genius. Um, so they got our guy. I think the Wings got their guy, I should say. Um, I gave you the specs on him last week. Bottom line is he's been playing with grown men in Swedish's top league the last year or two, or I think he made the jump this year full-time. Ten points in 33 games, so on paper doesn't look great. But like I said last week, number two ranked European skater. All the, the, the player comps that he was getting when they drafted him is now to like Mitch Marner, which if you know anything about hockey, being comp to Mitch, to Mitch Marner – Pretty good because he's making probably one of the, I think he's making one of the biggest salaries in the NHL right now. So tremendous two-way player in Lucas Raymond. Um, they, they love his work ethic. They love his character. Everything about him seems to check out as, as him being a hopefully knock on wood bona fide NHL star. So I don't, not a guy that you're going to see come up and play with the wings this year, at least in my opinion, but um, the future certainly is bright and it gets brighter with Lucas Raymond. Tremendous first round pick. Um, I guess I can briefly go through some of the other picks here. I believe in total, Eiserman made a couple moves on, on the trade on the second day of, of uh, the NHL draft. I believe he acquired two more picks for this year. He might have gotten another one for next year as well. I'm not quite positive on that um, between moving up and down and all these things. So the Wings had the first pick in round two, which was on day two. They go with William Wallinder. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Another Swede. They went three Swedes right off the bat. Now, he was playing in Sweden's top junior league. Uh, six foot four, 192 de- defensemen. Ooh. So, great frame. He had 30 or 24 points in 37 games, excuse me, in Sweden's top junior league. I'm not sure if he's making the jump to the pro league this year, 
Um, but either way, the big thing about this kid that I, that I love is a lot of scouts were saying that he has the best technical stride or best skating ability um, in this draft class for a defenseman. And being six foot four and, and being able to, to skate the way that he does as a puck moving defenseman, a guy that can contribute in the offensive zone as a D man. It's huge. I mean, obviously, the Wings had a lot of time to look at this guy because they had the first pick on day two. So they were pretty confident about getting this guy, and I think he's going to be a, a tremendous guy uh, that will play on the blue line for the Wings in the years to come. Um, they also go with Theodore Niederbach, another guy from Sweden. He, like Raymond, uh, was playing in, in the Swedish Pro League. Uh, as well, five foot eleven, 172 pounds. The thing they love about this guy now, he had <coughs> excuse me, I had a oh, I had a COVID scare by the way this last week. I forgot to tell you guys that. So if you hear me, if you hear me coughing, I uh, that's wait, you have COVID? No, 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 I had a scare, I got tested, I that was negative, but I just kidding, a little, the buzzword, it's just how society works now. A little under the weather, so a little cough there, apologies. Uh, 48 points for him, um, in 40 games in the Swedish Pro League. The, the biggest upside for Niederbach here is just his mental side and the way that he sees the ice and is able to make things happen. Uh, he, by trade, I believe is a centerman by trade, um, which is another a good piece that the Wings needed to pick up, and they did in Niederbach. Uh, I think that another guy that you're going to see here probably the next couple of years. I don't think you'll see any of these guys this year, but for, as far as um, the future, three great picks right off the board. Uh, round two, pick 55, the Wings go with Cross Hannes. Uh, left what a name. From, it is a great hockey name. Uh, left winger from the Portland Winterhawks, the WHL. Sounds like, uh, guy, he sounds like he worked with Gordon Bombay at like the hockey shop with Hans, Franz, <laughs> and all those guys. Hans, yeah. Um, cross rest in peace, shoot, Hans. Rest in peace, Hans. Right, touch the ice. Uh, shoot first guy. One of the guys that they, that they like here because he's a guy that's not afraid to get in the corners and do the dirty work, get to the, the tough areas. Uh, as you would say in hockey lingo. Uh, definitely a guy that I think is being looked at as having a, a high ceiling, but maybe a bit of a reach at 55. I think he was rated as low as like pick maybe 105 to 110 on a lot of boards. Um, but I think the biggest upside for him is that he is a shooter, um, which the Red Wings, of course, need goal scoring. Um, and, and then again, like I said, I think a guy that's willing to, to do the dirty work. So High ceiling guy. Hopefully it pans out. Uh, going to round three now, Donovan Sabrango from Kitchener in the OHL, a defenseman. They also pick up Emil Biro from uh, Finland, a defenseman as well. I uh, just kind of want to rattle through these guys. Um, those are the two guys they had in the, in the third round. Two, two picks there that, that also, as far as opinions and analysis from around the league, um, everything for the Wings pretty much graded out as, as being – Pretty pretty solid picks. I would say I would say the Hannes the cross Hannes pick was a bit of a reach at 55, like I said. Um, but the two defensemen I just mentioned are, are, are guys that the Wings are pretty high on uh, as far as their puck moving ability, and that's I think the theme of of what they went with defensemen here as guys that can contribute offensively um, and that are that are solid skating defensemen, which which is huge, uh, and guys that can get the puck off puck up ice. Excuse me, puck up ice. Uh, make a good first pass. Round four here, Sam Stange. Uh, he is committed to the University of Wisconsin, so we will probably see him as Spartan fans on the ice uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, he played 44 games in the USHL with the Sioux Falls Stampede, 42 points. When I was listening to Chris Draper's uh, interview, 
a couple days after the draft. I think he was saying that he was most excited about this pick uh, as being a very offensively gifted forward who's got a great shot as well. Um, really good eyes in the offensive zone. So um, glad to see that in, in round four they got a guy that they really liked uh, in Sam Stange. Uh, but again, he's got some years ahead of him at the University of Wisconsin. So hopefully that all pans out as well. Now they go goalie uh, with their second pick in the fourth round, Jan Bednar uh, from the Czech Republic. I think he was the second rated goalie as far as European goalies but behind Yaroslav Askarov, who ended up going, I think, 11th, the Nashville Predators. Um, so the goalie situation was definitely a need the Red Wings needed to address. They did it in free agency, which I'll get to in a second. Um, but six foot four goaltender from the Czech Republic here. Uh, all, all things on him as far as movement, positioning, um, pretty, pretty good. I mean, great frame again at six foot four. Um, his numbers won't blow you away uh, as far as playing in the. I think he was he in the Czech Pro League. I'd have to look that back up, but um, just the guy that you hope again has some upside to him. I believe he's moving over to play in the QMJHL, which is so clearly he wasn't playing in the Pro League. Um, he'll be moving to play over in the QMJHL, which is one of Canada's top junior leagues starting this season. Um, so we can get more eyes on him. Uh, rounds five and six now. Again, I'll just keep going through. Alex Cotton, defenseman from the WHL. Uh, they also go Kyle Acoin, who will be going to Harvard University. Adrian Acoin's son, by the way, if, if that rings a bell to anyone out there listening. Um, he is also a defenseman. That was the sixth round pick for the Red Wings. And then the seventh round, the Wings had two picks. They go Keenan Draper with their first pick of the seventh round. He'll be playing his college hockey at Miami, Ohio. Uh, and then the last pick that they got was Chase Bradley forward from Omaha. Uh, he'll be going to Northeastern University. So all in all, um, those are two forwards, by the way, in, in, in Draper and, and Chase Bradley. So um, all in all, to me, I was very pleased with the draft. Um, I didn't really want to bore everyone with getting into the nitty-gritty of each guy. I think everyone that I've read, as far as people that get paid to analyze prospects in the draft graded the draft out to be pretty solid for the wings uh I, again i don't think that you're going to see any of these guys right away but that's just how hockey works so um hopefully the next couple of years you'll probably see raymond first i know walinder is a guy they're they're also high on um so at this point just a waiting game but good draft i mean i think they had all in all that i read just 12 picks off i'm not even they, they had a million yeah. picks the wings. so um but between i think they got a lot defensively uh, they got a great bang for their buck in the later rounds defensively as well um, to stock up on some on some prospects there. Um, up front, I thought they could have addressed the center position a bit better. They went with a lot of wingers. Um, but, but either way, I think that if you're a Red Wings fan, you got to be pretty happy coming out of this draft. Colin Strength, you guys have uh, anything? To Trust in Stevie. That's all you got to say. And, I, I mean, you've seen basically all, every NHL reporter – what the winds were doing was basically like the winds are gearing up to do something very big, maybe this free agent year or maybe in the next couple. So that's basically all I heard, which is exciting for the red ones who haven't really done anything meaningful since they brought in like who I can't even like Rafalski or something. Like I, I can't like, you know what I mean? Like I, they haven't had a big, like really splashy free agent pick up in a long time. And it feels like in the next couple of years, they're going to get one of these big guys. Red Wings! Let's Red go! Wings. Go Wings! LGRW, this is Love Hockey Town. Even though they took it off the ice, it's all good. It's still 
Hockey is it hockey town? No, it's a football city, but it's all right. We still like hockey yeah. town. Yeah, it might be a baseball town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Go Wings. Good insight, Rams. See, when I listen to you guys, I feel like I'm actually taking in this information. I have I more, can, too, I, believe it or I not. I could hold I my own more. in a hockey conversation. Like, I could just regurgitate some things you just – Just start saying names. Start saying Swedish – names of Swedish people, and you'll get well, Yeah, you'll and I'll, get I'll start – I'll start saying things like, you know, the way he sees the ice and that kind of stuff. Yeah, two-way two forward Yeah, works the dirty areas. I do have more because free agency opened up, and this is where if I, I think generated a lot of buzz for the Wings because I will say – I will preface reading off some of these signings as saying I think the Wings got tremendously better – in regards to last year with their free agent signings. These aren't guys that are going to be here for very long. Um, but Steve Eiserman, what he did with this free agent hall was get a lot of guys that are looking to prove something, uh, whether it be a guy like Bobby Ryan. Again, I'll get into these guys in a second, but whether it's a guy like Bobby Ryan who signed for a one-year deal, uh, John Merrill signed for a one-year deal, Troy Stetcher signed for two years. So a lot of guys that are looking to prove something and hopefully you get something out of them. And these are also contracts that you sign for one and two years to where at the deadline this year, you can flip a guy like Bobby Ryan if he's having a good year. Um, also with the expansion draft coming for Seattle next year, and these guys that you have signed for two-year deals, you now give yourself some more flexibility of being able to protect guys that you want to protect and leaving some of these guys you know, unprotected to potentially be picked up um, by Seattle, but um, I will rattle through these free agents pick the free agent pickups. Bobby Ryan comes back to Detroit, and I say that because he played his uh, minor hockey with Honey Baked here in Detroit. Uh, one year deal for one million dollars. Bobby Ryan's got an incredible story. Uh, a guy that was struggled with alcohol abuse for a couple of years, I think. And in last year, one of the biggest stories in the NHL before the whole COVID thing was Bobby Ryan coming back from rehab and spending some time away from the senators. Uh, and he comes back. I think he scored. He might've had a hat trick in his first game back, but I know he did score a goal. Um, very emotional there. So Bobby Ryan's a guy that if you were watching hockey back in 08, 09, 2010 with Anaheim, fun guy to watch. I mean, the guy can play. Uh, he has 555 points in 833 career games. So um, he'll be a great asset to have on the wing for the, for the Red Wings, probably going to be a guy that's going to play in the second and third line. Um, but again, as a guy that was signed for one year, $1 million, just to get his feet back under him and prove himself, I think this is a great contract to take a chance on him because you can move him at the deadline. I mean, a worst-case scenario, if you want to call it even a worst case, um, you, only, you only have him for the one year. So uh, he'll bring a great veteran presence. I love Bobby Ryan. I'm glad to see that he's back and, and, and healthy. So good signing there for the Wings. Next signing, Vladislav Nemesnikov was signed for two years, $4 million total, so $2 million a year. This was a guy that was actually drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning when Steve Eiserman was there. Uh, he plays center, six foot, uh, 184, um, only 27 years of age, uh, is a guy that got moved from Tampa Bay to Colorado. We played in Colorado last year. Uh, I think he has tremendous upside as being – a two-way forward that in my eyes will probably stick in the second line, whether they go with Fabry or Nemesnikov to center that line. Um, he'll bring you some production. Another example of a guy who you may be able to move him at the deadline if he's having a good year, or like I said, 
come the expansion draft, you just leave him unprotected and he goes away without even you really knowing that he was here. But 189 points in 425 games for him. Love the signing. Um, I, I think that he will he will quickly become someone that the fans have their eyes glued to when they see him put the puck in the net um, and, and make some plays at the center position because you've been looking for more guys like that outside of just your first line in Mantha Bertuzzi and, and Larkin. Um, now we go to the defensive side of things. Troy Stetcher signs with the wings. Love this guy. Pretty good-looking dude, too, Collins. Troy Stetcher. Check him out. Um, defenseman, okay. I believe he uh-huh. signed. I'm just, I'm just saying. You're, you're a big man rocket guy, aren't you? I, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I, I was watching. I did notice a couple guys on the Bachelorette this week. I was like, that guy's a good-looking cat. So I, I get what you're saying. Didn't, didn't watch, but I'm glad you're still uh, on the Bachelorette. But, um, yeah, Troy Stetcher signs for. I believe he was also a two-year guy. I have to confirm. Yeah, two years, just shy of uh, two million dollars each year. Troy Stetcher to me. Not a guy that's going to put up a ton of points. Uh, he, he can move the puck up ice, and I think he is pretty, pretty savvy in the offensive zone. Uh, as another guy that can play both ends of the ice pretty well. Only 26 years of age. I don't really know what the deal was as far as why Vancouver didn't give him another look, um, but I don't care because he's now a Red Wing. Um, I, I think this is a guy, again, just to, to give him a two-year bridge contract to kind of prove himself. Uh, and if you lose him next year, you lose him. Um, if not, they may trade him this year. Uh, but he'll be in on the blue line in your top four pairings for sure. Um, next, we go John Merrill, U of M uh, alum, University of Michigan alum John Merrill. Um, very excited. That's the thing, too, that I loved. Um, Bobby Ryan was a guy that I when, when he was getting interviewed about coming to Detroit, he said that when he hung up the phone with Steve Eiserman, he immediately told his wife, like, we're going to Detroit. Like, he knew he wanted to come here because he loved Steve's intensity. John Merrill. I think when you talk about bargains, and again, that was the overarching theme was just you're getting guys that are serviceable for cheap. And, and, and John Merrill is making just shy of a million dollars at 28 years old. Not a point producing guy, a really good, a really good mind in the, in the defensive zone. Uh, he plays his position very well on the defensive side of things. He only has 61 points in 356 career games. Uh, recently played for Vegas after being picked up in the expansion draft from New Jersey. Um, so that's a guy that will play. He could play in your top four. Um, at the very least, he'll play on your third pair. Um, but, but good signing there as well. And then I guess um, to finish things up would be Thomas Grice, goaltender. He played in uh, New York for, I believe, the last four years. Uh, this is a guy that his, his numbers, he's got a career – I want to say he's got a, a goals against average around like 2.6 uh, career-wise and a 9.15 save percentage. And the thing I love about Grice is he, he's kind of been one of those guys that depending on where he's been is like a fringe starter. So he usually will split time with the other goaltender. And I think that's the plan for Detroit is to use him and Bernier uh, in, in pretty similar breaths as far as how much, how many games they get. Um, but as far as Grice is concerned, I mean, I just read to you his career numbers. Last year, he had a 2.74 goals against average and a 9.13 save percentage uh, being 34 years old. So as time goes on, he, he seems to not really let his play decline, which is great. Uh, widely regarded as one of the nicest guys, one of the best locker room guys around in the league. Um, so he'll join the goaltending tandem uh, being signed for, I think, a little over $3 million. So, those are your free agents. 
for the Red Wings, I'm sure they'll make some more moves. Um, but if anyone has any opinions to share about the new guys, feel free to jump in. Well, I like Bobby Ryan. It's a name I know. So that's that's my analyst. Uh, and he was also set for like the U.S. team, national team at one point of his career. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if Bryce is Bryce your opening day starter. I don't know. I'm assuming so because they don't really have anyone else. I don't know if Bernier – I haven't watched a lot of Dreis, to be honest, other than playing NHL 18 because I haven't seen him around in a long time, to be honest. So I, I don't know. I mean, that move might be interesting. There's still a lot of time before you really know anything. And John Merrill, I don't hate the move, but I, I, I'm a little curious. Those one, I feel like Vegas is like a spa. You go down to – it's like the old Phoenix Suns back in the day. You go to Vegas and you play up a little bit. You know what I mean? You go somewhere else, sure. you might not be the same player. So I'll be interested to see how Merrill plays in Detroit. Trent? I got nothing. I thought last time when I emptied the can with the whole Let's Go Red Wings thing and I was singing, I thought that was because we was were done. done. Yeah. So I guess well, no, I will just, no, I will just reiterate that. If you want to hear my thoughts, go back about 10 minutes, 8 <laughs> minutes, and just re-listen. Yeah, but I, I think all in all, I, I was very pleased with everything. I, I can't reiterate enough. I mean, this is not a team that's going to go go out and win the playoffs this year, but they, they did get better through the draft and through free agency. They did also extend qualifying offers to Taro Hirose and Adam Ernie, so they will be back for one more year, um, similar, similar to like a Svechnikov type deal where it's like, look, you got one more year pretty much, and if you if you can play, you can play, and we'll – We'll keep you around. If not, then see you later. Um, I don't I, I didn't think there was any reason to bring Ernie back. He is only 25 years old. I know he was one of the guys that played for Eiserman in Tampa. So there must be something there that he likes. But I, I remember Adam Ernie for the longest time had like zero points the entire year or maybe just zero goals. And it was like a huge deal when he scored. Um, so I didn't think it was necessary to bring him back. I don't know if Hiroshi is going to be able to see any time up at the NHL level. I know he had a great little stint in like 10 games uh, two years ago when he had like, I think he had as many assists as games played, which was awesome to see as another Michigan State guy, but not really sure what the plan is for him. Um, so again, Hiroshi, I'm fine with because you only saw him for a limited action. Um, Ernie, I, I think at this point, I'd rather see a guy like Giovanni Smith get his minutes. Um, but either way, uh, I was very pleased with the free agency just because they didn't go do something where, like, people were saying, oh, they might go out and pay Tory Crew, who's now going to St. Louis. Um, but there was just no need to do that, in my opinion. I mean, they're not close enough to where – You would have loved it signing, if they did that. They, well, you would have I mean, loved it. You would have loved it. Stop it. It would have it been nice to see, a, like, a legit proven NHL player – produce for the Red Wings but as far as I mean he got like seven years for like six and a half a year in St. Louis that there's just no reason for the lot for the Red Wings to offer a contract contract like that at this time I mean they're not trying to win right now I don't even think Krug would want to come here and play for a team that was rebuilding um, but there were people talking about <clears throat> excuse me about that being a potential move so glad that didn't happen he, he kept the wallet tight Eiserman did, and again, these are guys that you'll probably see moved at the deadline for assets um, or come the expansion draft uh, will probably be left unprotected and, and go their separate ways. But um, all around, good stuff for the Wings. Excited to see the season, which is supposed to start in January. 
Um, but all good things so far. I love the eyes you're playing. I try to, to do my best as far as staying level-headed and looking at things objectively and not just being a slappy and just stroking Steve Eiserman no matter what he does because people love to do that as well. Um, but all good things. So that's my Red Wing stuff. And that's all I got. And Trent, Let's do Lions. Let's go Lions. Lions? Okay, we'll do Lions as we move on here. Um, of course, we said bye week. Lions at Jags this Sunday. The Jags are 1-4. and four. Um, Trent Collins, if one of you guys wants to kick it off, initial thoughts. Uh, what do you got going into this game? My initial thoughts are the Jags aren't good. And, like, I, I know, you know, Rabs, you name dropped my, my new little video series. Basically, I just reiterated last week what I said on Motown, which was Matt Patricia just asked to go, period, point blank. There's no way around it. Now, like, could he save his ass by winning a couple of these games, you know, against the Washington football team, Carolina Panthers, uh, and the Jaguars this week, the Falcons? Of course. Yeah, he could. And that's kind of what I'm afraid of. But at the same time, Rabs, you talked about it last week. The people who root against the Lions so that a coach gets fired, you're losers. I, I get out of my face. I want nothing to do with that. So I will keep my record clean here. I don't want Matt Patricia to be the coach in 2021. However, if the Lions start winning, winning cures everything, man. Winning cures everything. And if somehow the system does, after two and a half years, miraculously start working and you see it start to, you know, get in motion against the Jaguars and they are stopping the run because they, they got a pretty good running back. Uh, Robinson, I believe his name is. Yeah. Got, him on, got him on my fantasy team. He's, he's rock solid. Him, good pick. Um, but, yeah, the Jaguars just aren't really a good team. They were a team coming into the year that you kind of thought maybe would be in the, you know, the, the tank for Trevor kind of sweepstakes, you know, after they, especially when they traded Nick Foles to the Bears. You know, they're kind of selling at that point. You're like, okay, well, we'll just have Gardner Minshew come out here for a little bit because he's a fan favorite and he'll, you know, play a, play a season. But, you know, they, they, they've since, you know, kind of raised the bar a little bit from there. I know, I know they're not winless. I'm not sure what exactly the record is. I should look. One and four. I think, one and four. One, yeah, one and four. One and four. And who did they beat? They beat – Oh. Uh, they beat – did they beat the Tetsons? No, they lost it. They, they gave I think they beat the Colts week one. They, they beat the Colts week one. Okay, yes, 27 to 20 week one against the Colts. <clears throat> and I don't think the Colts are, are a bad team, but I don't think they're a great team. So, whatever. I, I just – look, man, like, I, I think the Lions are going to win. We'll do the picks later. I think the Lions are going to win. I can't really tell you how because I don't really know, like, what – this team is going to look like coming out of the bye week. I think there's definitely going to be a lot of adjustments. I would hope so. I would hope Adrian Peterson is still not getting 20-plus carries and maybe oh, he carry out a few of those. And I would also hope that, you know, you can continue to target TJ Hawkinson a little bit more, you know, that kind of thing. But whatever, that's all just nitpicky stuff. Like, I'm not a coach. I'm not a coordinator. But I do think the Lions are better than the Jaguars, and I think this is a very winnable game. If you lose this one, Patricia's gone. Guarantee it on Monday. He's gone. If you if you drop the guaranteeing one guaranteeing it, I would I would guarantee it. Yes, if you lose this game, he's gone Monday. Uh, I yeah I I doubt that happens because I we all know how the Lions brass works. But I mean I kind of I, I like Minshew. I don't I, I but like the Jaguars actively tanked this off season. So I mean there's like no pieces around and like you said Robinson's actually not been bad for them. I think. This week, and the Lions feel a little bit healthier. It seems like the majority of their secondaries and be good to go to play this week, I believe. I think Trufant is, like, fully healthy. 
So it'll well, be nice. He actually, he did not practice today. Oh, I'm an idiot. So that's then. a little. That's a little alarming. Did he play last? He played. He did. He got torched a couple of times. Didn't look great, but he wasn't 100. So honestly, I would just rather hold him out until he's 100. Because yeah. paid him money to be your number one corner and replace. I don't know, dude. I he, the guy needs to play. I mean, he's just. That's the thing too, and I hate to again. I hate to get on the train of not giving these guys a shot, but True Font throughout his career has been like a band aid. And we've just seen the same thing. Like, what is it, like a hamstring? Like, that stuff can yeah. nag you. If you're 80%, well, look, I, dude, you got to go because we have no one else yeah, to play. You, you and you're getting him, paid. You're done. You're done. Well, that's what so I'm perhaps, saying. Uh, you, something you, I, yeah. I forgot to leave out is, like, a hamstring for a corner is, like, that's going to hinder your ability by probably 50 Dude, well, for anyone. But also, for anyone I will also is, say this. Throw some icy hot on him. Let's go. Okay, but given – I agree dude, with Dude, Rav, you're such a hard out sometimes. Given, it's unbelievable. Given the context <laughs> of the fact – Throw some icy out on it. Let's I think you said, I mean, I played through that. I played through that. Let me say say last year, Rabs also made a comment, and I'll never forget it, about Deshaun Hand. Deshaun Hand missed, like, his third game in a row. And Rabs goes, pop a Motrin one time, and let's just Well, dude, that's – like I get in my guy, my motor well, is that like a shoulder that's Bryant. like separated? Where's Austin Bryant? <laughs> can't even move yeah. his like shoulder. How many, how many more like surgeries is Austin Bryant gonna have before he gets to suit up for this team? I don't, I'm, I'm kind of out on him. I was really excited to watch him. It's kind of like Alex Carter. You guys remember him? Oh, we've never seen him. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's we're never gonna, he's just never gonna get to that point. But one last thing about True Font before I let you guys keep going, I want to clarify, I'm not saying like hold him out until he's healthy. I know that's what I said, but it's it's also in context of you're playing a bad team this week. I'd rather you just not risk getting torched. Maybe you know cuz maybe the Lions are blowing him out, which just won't happen cuz that's not how we do business here in Detroit. But say the Lions are blowing him out and Trufant gets hurt in like the late third quarter. Then we're all pissed off because this dude just tore his hammy against a really bad team. That's all I'm saying. I would be cautious with him. I would be cautious. Here's yeah, my, I don't know. My thoughts. I, I mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I'm just I, – I thought the secondary would be a little bit more healthy this week. So, I, I I guess I spoke wrongly because I Trufant did play in their last game. So, I figured a week off he would be well, yeah. in better shape. I'm assuming he's still in play. I'm assuming. Maybe they're just, like, being precautions, but whatever. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think he'll play, too. I'm just – he probably just took a day off. I mean, it does – I mean – if the Lions – I mean, the Jets have a horrible offensive line. So, if their defensive line doesn't get any pressure this week, I I mean, I th- I've already announced that I think the season's over, and I know I'm a pessimist, whatever. But, I mean, if you can't get any pressure against the Jets' offensive line, you might as well just patch it up and not play the rest of the year. Just telling you that. You it's know, that Kyle, bad. That's, that's a very good point because you're, you're exactly right. Like, if you can't get pressure against this offensive line, then, uh, I mean, that means two things. A, the system isn't going to work, which is kind of where I lean towards. Or, B, you just don't have the guys on the defensive line that you thought you had. Or maybe it's both. So, great point. Great point. I didn't think about that at all. My thoughts on this game are few and far between. Uh, nothing about the Jags scare me at all, which is why, again, I told you guys going into the bye week that this is a very, very winnable game. And for the majority of the season, a lot of the games are. And besides the letdown game against Green Bay that the Lions had, they haven't been out of any of these games this year. I mean, even against the Saints, they, they look horrible for a quarter and they managed to claw their way back and stay in it. So, again, to say 
to say the season's over at one and three to me is just comical. And again, to be comical. one of those guys, how is it like, comical? Have you seen the one and three, play? dude? They're not, not one and seven. They're it's not, not comical. one and seven, dude. They're one and three. It's not comical. You, you could say that there's a difference between being a one and three team that's played a tough schedule and like wow, they lost lost a couple close games. They've lost in horrific fashion, and they were very fortunate the one game they won. Is that am I being wrong? That's fair, but I think no, something you're that, not. I'm just saying they're one and three. I don't care how they got there; they're one and three. They're not one and five. They're not one and nine. Yeah, d- one okay, Rives. So if you're gonna say this, you logically think this team to make the playoffs. Is that what you're saying yes. to me right now? With an extra okay, team that, that, getting I, I, side, I, I do. Whatever, whatever. I'm done. I can't. I can't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't Listen, enable this. Anymore. I will say this: they're not making the playoffs. Get it out I'm of your head. They're not I'm making not it. Make- I'm not going to make that argument. What I will say is I, I think saying the season's over at one and three is comical given the fact that it's you over. play they a stink. bunch of bad teams coming up, man. You play bad teams. They're bad. They're seven, bad. Seven teams get in. They are bad. I, Collins, I'm with you. I'm not making the case. I don't think they're making the playoffs. But I'm just saying I, to right say now. the season's over at one and three when, I mean, at least you have I'm not saying every game. Yes numerically it's not over. <laughs> but anyone with the si- who has a brain the size it's not a peanut understands his team does not have the pieces to actually win anything important. I think it has the pieces. I don't think it has the coach or the scheme. And, and that, that's, a, that, that's a big piece. Yeah. It, it's a, a big huge, piece. A huge piece. Touche. You are correct. That Those are just my thoughts on this whole situation. You guys Come know on, I'm a slappy. You know that I hate this Rabs had the bye week and he just forgot. Everything he's watched the first four. Weeks. No, I didn't. Better <laughs> I than this. Collins, better Collins. than this. I don't. I don't think they're a very good team. I. I no. But I, what I will say is, I think that they're not as bad as some of the teams that I watch around the NFL. Like the the Lions' offense, when it clicks, they can score points. Some teams can't. Well, and score honestly, the, I think the offense has they, clicked I, all year. I don't really think yeah. there's been a point where like the offenses look bad yet. Like no game. Really. I hate that your offensive coordinator gives the ball to my grandfather every single every single snap. That I can't <laughs> yeah. stand. I yeah. can't stand how he doesn't play carry on. I can't stand how Swift doesn't get enough touches. Well, those all go hand in the backfield. I can't yeah. stand how they never target Hawkinson when he's factually a, a, a matchup problem with other teams' linebackers. And I can't stand the fact that it's I, I got to watch telegraphed handoff every first down, and the offensive line stinks sometimes. That I can't stand. And Stafford hasn't been tremendous this year. But the offense is fine when they're clicking. It's the defense that you got to worry about. Yes, so offense I don't is think absolutely this, not losing. Do I think this team is going to go make a Super Bowl run? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is for the people out there that want the Lions to lose this week because they think it will get them closer to firing Matt Patricia, like I said, I think you're a loser. Don't watch the games. And at one and three playing the Jaguars, I can see you going to two and three. Then you play the Falcons. I can see you moving to three and three. And your season is completely different versus you being one and five. So that's all I'm saying. I think they win this week. They're better than the Jaguars. As you just said, their offensive line stinks. They don't have many weapons to use on offense like the other teams the Lions have been playing. And defensively, they're not the Jaguars as we were used to seeing when they played in the AFC Championship game. Doug Marone, by the way, is also a guy that's probably playing for his job at this point. Like, that team is, hasn't been good. I, I don't know. What, what were they in the AFC Championship, two or three years ago? It was my senior year of high school, so 2018, oh, yeah. 2017. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. at this point, like you said, they're, they're, they're selling everyone. They're, they're a team that's – I don't know if I want to say they're trying to lose, but they're not trying to go win anything. 
So that's a team in shambles too. I, I just think for the rest of the season, as far as my two cents on my, my weekly Patricia two cents, well, everyone that I talk to about the Lions, it's like, I, I can't believe you defend Patricia. I'm not defending Matt Patricia. Like Trent, I don't want the guy to coach here. I don't think he's the guy that takes you to the next level. But while you're only one in three, you're already past your bye week, at least for the rest of the season, unless, like you said, if they go one and four, if they go one and five, then you start talking about moving on and Bevel finish the season out. But if they don't make the playoffs this year, he's not going to be around next year. He's just not. I don't care what way it goes. If they're seven and nine and don't make it, if they're eight and eight and don't make it. If they don't make the playoffs, I don't believe he's going to be here next year. So while he is here, why don't you root for your team to win and see what happens? Because they can win this week, and they should. There's a difference between rooting for your team and being realistic. Yeah, they might win this week. They might win the next two weeks. They're not going to win anything meaningful. They just – they what I've seen from this defense, and I think four games is a big enough sample size, it, it's just not good. It's just a it's a bottom five defense in the NFL, and you can't win football games like that. And, and unless Stafford's gonna be a top like three player in the league, like Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and, and like Rodgers right now, it's impossible for your team to win. You're t- you literally have to have one of the best players in the league at quarterback on your team to even have give your team a chance. Like like, and they just don't have it. Like they could win the next couple weeks. They could. But I'm just saying this. Don't be surprised if Gardner Minshew puts up some bid numbers this week. Don't be surprised if James Robinson puts up some bid numbers this week. They might be a cakewalk, but the Lions are a cakewalk too. They're not good. This defense is so bad. So bad. Listen, I'm not, I'm not fully disagreeing with you. I agree with 80% of what you just said. My thing is just – and I, I, I'm talking in circles here, and I'm sure we all, we all are yes. at this point because, to me – I don't believe it's the defensive like talent you got. I think it's the ineptitude that calls himself a head coach in this league. I think that is your problem. That that to me is like the glaring issue. <clears throat> and to your point, Collins, if anyone at this point has watched this team and thinks they can win anything mean- meaningful, the way that things have been run through four games, you're just an idiot. You haven't watched like the, this team play and you haven't watched football in your life. But my thing is just – Winning cures everything. If you find a way to win, week out, it's one week at a time. And if you string some wins together against these bad teams, yes, we might see Patricia save his job, which none of us would want to do. But I, like Rabs, am in the boat of if they don't make the playoffs next year – or excuse me, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I have a very good feeling that Matt Patricia oh. won't be the coach next year because of the fact that Sheila Firestone Board Hamp is now your owner – and I think she kind of feels the pressure of this is the first year. She wants to do it her way. And I just I, – I, I don't know why I have faith in that, but I do. So that's kind of what I'm hanging on to at this point. You've got to take it one week at a time. This week is absolutely winnable. I can't name more than two Jaguars offensive players. So I, I am just – I'm hanging on to that. And we got to just go one week at a time here and see what happens, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, chip away. It, um, just, I can't believe it. I just can't believe the positivity is bad. I thought we were done, guys. I thought we were done. Do you I want me you to go I on I told a you tangent? last week. There's no. I, I told you last week. I'm not. I'm not out on the season. I know they're not a very good team. I'm just not gonna. 
for the sake of, of me having something to do on Sundays, I'm not just going to, like, not watch the game. Because I'll, I'm not, no, like, not okay. going to do that either. I'm going to root for this team to win. It's not like I'm rooting against them. But, like, where, wh- why are you getting your hopes up that Patricia, after a bye week, there's somehow, like – I'm like not. The Jaguars the Jadwires, the and Alliance, yeah, the ba- Jaguars might be a bad – like, they are, like, the, here. They are the same skill level. I truly believe that. And you could say Stafford's a much better quarterback than Minshew, and this offense moves. But the defense on the Lions is so bad it can make any quarterback look like a stun. I'm just saying that. Or I'm running back. I think I think I think you're misunderstanding my point because I completely agree with you. Like I I'm not I'm going. Of course I'm going to root for the team, but I don't think the team is good. Like I'm not like making a case that like I, if it wasn't the NFL like. Take it this way, if I can use this as an analogy. The Pistons stink. We know they stink. We know going into this season, they're going to be bad. They're going to be hard to watch. They're going to sell, you know, all this stuff, whatever. But it's like going into every NFL season, you you buy in, you have hope, and you just do it. And four weeks in, you know, early by week, didn't fire your coach. We all hate his guts. We want him gone. The only way he's going to be gone is if you lose. So that is your, I don't want to say incentive, to want this team to lose because I, of course, don't want to do that. I, I'm, none of us do. We're all fans of this team. My thing is just you can win one week at a time. You can build on that. I truly believe winning streaks are like a huge thing in sports. You get hot. Teams get hot. The Blues did it. I know it's a different sport. But, uh, and this is a whole different conversation. I don't like this coach, but I love this team, and I think I can speak for all three of us there. And I just that that's kind of where I'm at. I don't think the team is good, but I'm, we're going to see what happens. I know, I know, I know what you're saying though. And, but and like, if if they do look great this week, Collins, I am with you. I'm not going to jump onto the other side and be like, "Oh, this team is great. Like they figured it out." That's not what I'm going to say. Keep that because if I come in here next next Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> and say that, slap me in the face virtually. Because I, I will. I'm telling you right now, I will, I will not do that. I'll run beside you. I I'll run beside you. I can hear you saying, I know I said I wasn't going to do this last week, but <laughs> it looked really yeah. good. Yeah, maybe. Depends what the score is. All right. Uh, Just kidding. I will not do it. Do I'm not picks? doing it. Do I don't care. Yes, let's, let's yeah. get into them. Okay, we'll do the picks, the leaderboard again. I don't know if, Colin, you're doing the music? Um, Due to some other oh, issues, we are no longer yeah. allowed to use the music. That's right. Okay. That anyway, falls, dude. I know. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, if we want to be on Spotify and iTunes, it's a sacrifice we got to make. Of course, yes, yes. No, it, it makes sense. I'm just saying, yes. it flows like that. We the hype. We'll have some different music. music. I'll find. Yeah. I'll find some goofy music I can put in here. Throw it on. All right, cue the tunes. All right, uh, leaderboard here. Trent at four and four in third place. Ryan Collins six and two in second place. And yours truly, the king, eight and zero. Oh. As I said before, I cannot give you gambling advice. Legally you're not on the eight. Show. You're eight and zero. Oh, you are not yes, eight and zero. Oh. There's I'm no eight way, and oh, dude. You have no. Trent, Trent, this is ridiculous. Go listen, Trent. Go listen to the tape. The, you definitely picked the Lions against the Saints. You pick the Lions every week. No, I did not. You pick. No, I I, we might have to check the tape. I think I actually go think listen. The there is zero go chance listen. Rabs is eight and zero. Oh. You might dude, be seven I, and one. Eight and zero, oh, dude. You both of you guys are out of control right now. I'm eight and zero. Oh. I don't believe it. You think I would like lie about that? You can go, li- yes, go listen. I do. Go, <laughs> Trent. When we're done here, go listen to every episode and you write down, write down the picks. 
And I want you to apologize. I want both of you to apologize to me next week on the podcast. Did you okay. not pick the Lions to cover against the Packers? No, I picked against the Packers. No, hell I no! Swear I swear you the Lions did. To I, uh, Rabs, I'm like Saints minus four. I I am almost seventy five percent sure you picked the, the Lions to cover against the Saints. I dude, I just I listened to the episode and that you maybe took the under. I update the leaderboard. I did it. I took you guys. I I I'm. I don't even want to do the rest of the show. <laughs> okay, well let's just move on, man. Let's just move on. Okay, hey, I Collins, made Collins. We're in his head. We're in his head. He's he's going out of my head. You guys are just liars. You're both the pits, lying are, the pits no are under reason. protest. We're right just now. getting you frazzled before you pick this no, week. No, Trent. Okay, Trent. I'm gonna tell you then. If you're gonna call me, if you're gonna try to call me on this, go back and listen to every episode we've done picks. We will. And I want you to write down my picks. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm telling you, I'm 99% sure I am 8-0. And you can apologize to me next week. If you're not going to go do your homework and listen then, then F you. Okay. If you're not going to listen and do your homework, then fine. I think – I believe you if you are this adamant about it. You clearly don't believe Listen, listen. My thing is just I can't believe you – this means – what this means is you have picked the Lions – you've picked against the Lions four weeks, three weeks. Excuse Three, me. That, uh, yeah. That does I, not I sound like that, you. That's that what I'm doesn't saying. Sound like, corrupt. You had to have picked the Lions to you didn't you picked the Lions cover against the Bears, did you not? No. You picked the Bears? You didn't pick the Bears? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He picked the Bears. What? I picked the Bears. He picked the Bears, but I don't I there's there's one week you picked the Lions that you're lying about. So no, I'm not. So. You I go listen. We're to going to the we're going to. Let's move on. We'll move on. Okay. And when, we're, when you when we're right, you'll buy us a state dinner. Okay. So <laughs> Bear, I will. I actually will. I will come buy you guys dinner if I'm wrong. Uh, okay. Lions at Jags, one o'clock on Sunday. Lions are three point favorites. Um, the total is at fifty four and a half. Trent, you can start. You piece of shit. I said last. Well, that was pretty vulgar. I, wow, that was I well, said you, last you, week. You're calling me a liar. <laughs> you're, you're a liar and a coward. That's what Trent's calling you. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Fair. I would. Good. I'm, it's listen. It's fair. I'm just saying it was vulgar. Okay, I'll move on. I, Trent's I grandma think, listens to this. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, think, Trent. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean no, it. No, no. Hey, you can mean it. I hope you mean it. Because then no, I don't mean it. I don't mean it. You're just not being very nice. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> listen, the Jacksonville Jaguars are not a good team. The Detroit Lions are not a good team either. This could be an ugly game. Like it could be almost unbearable to watch at times because the Jaguars best player is Robinson their running back and he could run all over the field on the Detroit Lions the problem is the Detroit Lions offense is much better than the Jacksonville Jaguars defense and I think that will be the key to the game a la Stafford wins you the game like I I just I just think that's what's going to happen here so I'm going to take the Lions by two scores and I think they cover what's the over under 54 and a half under 54 and a half. I'm taking the under. I think the Lions win like an ugly game by two scores. Jaguars don't score that many points because they just can't. They might they might have a lot of rushing yards, but uh that takes a lot of time off the clock also. So that 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 there's my analysis. There we go. Okay. Uh, I can you say the line for me again? Lions are three point favorites. Totals fifty four and a half. If you bet the Lions as a favorite, you're a moron. I like the Jadwires to win money line. I like the over. I can tell you how this team's going to start. The Lions are going to take a 10 to nothing lead. 
They're going to let the Jaguars hang around a little bit, and there's going to be a little Minshew magic. Lions lose outright. This team stinks. I'm, uh, and, and I'm not going to be the person who roots against the Lions because I won't do that. <sighs> I really won't do that. But they're not going to win this week. Jaguars win money line. And this is why here's the eight and no kid. If you've been like I was like I was saying earlier before my entire integrity and character and what I stand for was questioned by these two. I can't give you gambling advice, but I'm hot at the moment. If you want to follow my picks, you're more than welcome to. You're probably a multimillionaire by now if you've been following my picks. So I'm going to give you, you say this my. Well, I'm just saying, I can say it. This is, I'm telling you both right now, you guys are going to go listen to the episodes. I'm going to prove to you that I'm actually eight. No. And this is the week that I'm going to get a loss and the loss is going to be on the total. I'm taking the under it's going to go over. And the fact that I'm telling you right now that it's going to get over, should almost give me the win. No, I'm not going to. I, I, I can't go against, my gut is telling me that it's going to go over, but my mind has been so good that I'm going to take the under. My mind says it wants the under. It might hit exactly 54. I think it hits 53 or 54, but I'm also telling you right now that this game will go over. So do as I say, not as I do. So maybe I don't even know what that would do. Are people taking the under now? I don't know. I want the under. I'm taking the Lions minus three. I don't think they'll win by two scores like Trent says, but – I do think the Lions are a better team. I think having the bye week is going to help this team get their feet back under them, get some guys healthy. Game plan, you get an extra week essentially to game plan for the Jags, who are not a good team. I will take the Lions as a three-point favorite. I will take the under. And next week when I'm 9-1, and one, it's going to be because I took the under. So in that case, too, I should almost be 10-0 and 0 no matter what because I'm telling you it's going over, even though I'm taking the under. And that's all I got. We'll see if you're actually 8-0. I I want both of you next week, when you find out I'm 8-0, I want the first 10 minutes of the show, you guys are going to apologize to me. I will. I I will gratefully do that. I will apologize right now for attacking your character and questioning. No, 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 no. I just can't believe. Don't backpedal. I'm not backing out. Don't back. Stop. Don't backpedal. We are questioning his integrity right now. Because this is a big moment. All if right, he's not right. Aiden O, this I, I is a just, stain on his reputation. I am it just is, saying, what I cannot believe is that Ryan Rabinowitz picked the Bears Think about this, against Rabs. the Lions. Think, no, he I, did. He did. I remember I that. I can't believe you did he that. He did. I just also, me and him had the same pits. He had the same pits. I am very sure, and I'm pretty sure he put the Packers too, but I'm like very, very, very – I know he took the cards too. I think it's the Saints pick. It's not. You fibbed. And if that's I, – I'm like, I can't stop smiling because if that's the pick you think is wrong, I'm telling you it's right. I went back and listened. It was Saints minus four, and I took a minus four. Okay. And I took the over. Okay. We'll see. But whatever. Trent, we'll get to you to the trifecta, and we'll wrap things up here. Awesome. We've got a pretty good one here this week. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how to ever – introduce this whole segment but it's fine transfer effective here we go number question number one in light of Le'Veon bell getting released last night this being a tuesday um no i don't want him no no that's not the question that's not the question let me finish all right dude take it is 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 Le'Veon bell still good you think he's still good you think he's still like a top five back one healthy no 
Okay, explain. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he took a year off and then went to like the Jets. It's and it's kind of wasted away for basically like three years now. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to kind of regain what he had. I mean, when he's right, he's probably a top three back in the league because he he plays like a receiver and he's really good out of the backfield and it doesn't matter. It, the thing about Le'Veon, you always kind of thought that it didn't matter what his offensive line was. He could figure it out because that's just a, he's such a patient runner. He just kind of finds his holes. But, I mean, Jets stink. Adam Gase is a horrible coach. But, I mean, it's I mean, I think he's got a little bit left in the tank. I think he this is a classic, like, what were the Jets, like, doing with him. Say he, like, if he goes to the Chiefs, like people are saying, like, he could be a problem. I, I really do think that, but I don't think he's that good, good anymore. He's not a top 10 back anymore. Yeah, I think that wherever he's obviously going to be a starter, I one, the guy's got to get on the field. Between injuries and him just being a diva, it's hard to get the guy on the field. I mean, I, I've, I've never been a fan. Like, I don't like the way that Le'Veon runs. I don't like these, like, patient runners that will, like, run up to the line and, like, peek around. Like, it's like they're playing hide-and-go-seek and we'll go start. Like, he's – He's a great athlete, obviously. I don't think he's a top five to top ten running back in the NFL anymore as far as production, but I think he's still talented and, and can provide for a team in a starting role. I just I, – I, I feel like his days of being unstoppable came and went, and it was like forever ago. So my answer is no. All right. I feel like he's going to sign with the Patriots and be great because that's what they like to do. They like to line running backs up in the slot, and especially playing with Cam, I just feel like – I, it's a match made in heaven, in my opinion. I feel like he's going to go there and be great. But that's just that's just me. I'm, I was curious to get your guys' thoughts on that whole situation. By the way, uh, I'm not glad we have Patricia instead of Adam Gase, but Adam Gase is an absolute moron. So Michigan not, State grad, but hey. He's a yeah, punk, yeah. too, by the way. Him, like, calling timeouts at the end. What was that game where he was, like, calling timeouts when they were losing by a million? I don't know. Like trying to game. run the clock out. Someone I mean, was pissed. Like the other coach was pissed. What game was that? Oh, against against Denver. They were okay. They were losing. They also like, had like nine personal fouls because they were just. Yeah, they were, they were losing by like literally. eight or nine or something, and they and Gates was calling a bunch of timeouts at like the end of the game. The game was over, and then I don't even think Vangio like shook his hand after. He was like, "Screw you!" So yeah, I don't know. It's a punk Gates. Crazy eyes. All right, nice. He does have crazy eyes? There we go. Le'Veon Bell. All right, question number two. Have you carved a pumpkin yet? And if not, do you plan on doing one? No. I saw no. Le'Veon Bell at Rick's, by the way. Sorry. Oh, that's Rick's, cool. Rick's opened up tonight at East Lansing, by the way. Yes, I saw that. But I saw him at Rick's one time. It was I didn't want to go up to him and say anything because he had a bunch of kids crawling all over him and, like, taking Snapchat pictures when he, like, wasn't looking and asking for his autograph. Tough scene, but saw him at Rick's. Anyway, continue. Sorry, Collins. Uh – no and no, I will not be carving a pumpkin. Too much work. I don't know how much pumpkins cost, but I'm going to say it's out of my price don't range. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Don't steal stuff. Don't steal stuff. Don't I'm not going to steal someone's pumpkin. They pay for that. Come no, on. not someone's pumpkin. Just go fucking go find one. What? I'm not going to a pumpkin patch. You think I'm wasting a Saturday or Sunday at a pumpkin patch? No chance. I would go to a pumpkin patch. Yet to have been to the cider mill this year. But to answer your question, um, no. Well, my mom got pumpkins, which is kind of bullshit because I like going to get pumpkins in the pumpkin patch. And now she just, like, goes to Kroger and gets them 
because she likes to have them as decorations. So they've been like sitting outside. We will eventually carve them. I do carve one. I like to get involved in the holidays. Like it keeps me young. Like I decorate Christmas cookies. Yes. I like, I write Valentine's. I, I carve my pumpkin. I help you write, you write Valentine's. Yeah. Well, it's like to my, my parents, like here's like a box. Here's a small box of candy. But like, I like to get involved. Like, what, like what's the point of like, like Halloween? Like that's such a, that's such a, that's such a scummy thing, Collins. I'm not gonna, I don't have time to carve a pumpkin. Like, who do you think you are, dude? Carve yeah, a pumpkin. I, I didn't carve a pumpkin when I was five years old because I thought it was stupid then, and I still think it's stupid. <laughs> well, you're just because no guess fun. what? I'm gonna watch football, and I'm gonna watch a bachelorette, and I'm gonna do other things. I don't need to carve a pumpkin. I don't find it fun. Rams okay, well, at our next. And pumpkins smell bad. They smell bad after like a week. Whatever. I'm carving a pumpkin. Haven't been in the cider mill yet. Have to do that. Have to have to go to the pumpkin patch, too. But yeah. Okay. So so Collins is now a scummy person, and I. Yeah. Well, he's just like his like re, his reasoning for like not wanting to do it is just like so lazy. Like I don't. I, don't I just don't want to do it. What? I don't want to do it. Fair. So when you have kids, when you have kids one day, you're just not going to let them carve pumpkins because you. Think no, if they want to carve them, we'll carve them. Do you do Easter eggs? Do you put do you color eggs? Do you? You color yeah, eggs I do. still? It's still? Easter. Yes, dude. I do yeah, it every okay. year. Okay. Okay. I haven't done that in a while, but it is pretty fun. It is pretty fun. I will give you that. I don't Just know about do that. it, dude. It's part of the season. It's like it's like what do you not get a Christmas tree either, Collins? You don't have a Christmas no. tree. No. Those are different, dude. He, are you he has kidding a fake me? One. He definitely has a fake one. We've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, dude, yeah, and yeah, my yeah. mom puts more effort into our Christmas tree than I think anyone in America. It's like one of those big ones. She like ties bow. It's unbelievable. Good. She does yeah, a fantastic like job on it. But uh, for all these holidays you're mentioning, like either Halloween, like Halloween and Easter, like are maybe like second tier holidays. Can we agree on that? Yes. People, some people love Halloween. Easter is because it's like it's more of like a, a Catholic thing. Like Easter, yeah, and like I, you and have I, Easter dinner, you go to church. Yeah. But yes, if you're Easter, not a child, the food on Easter is great. And church brunch after Easter, good Easter brunch, fantastic. I yeah. agree with that. But I'm not going like above and beyond. And like Halloween is like fun in college, and it's fun when you're really little. That's basically it. Well, if you got friends when you're like older and they have Halloween parties, like it's still it's still like cool to like dress up. I think I think it's kind of nice for one day. No, that's what I'm saying though. Like I I'm not gonna go above and beyond. Paint, the thing uh, with the thing with Halloween in college though is that you gotta have like outfits for like Wednesday through Sunday. Yeah, or costumes, and I just don't have the money or care to do it, so I just get lazy and like I throw on a jersey. They're like, "Oh, who are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm Michael Vick tonight." And tomorrow night I'm gonna be Steph Curry. And then the night after, I'm going to be like Armando Galarraga. You just throw the same costume seven nights in a row. If it, you're going to be that ridiculous. Like, oh, I, I was can't... Santa. I was Santa. That was a good costume. But... Okay. By the way, I also would like to – I might potentially be coming to East Lansing over Halloween to watch the state game if you guys don't mind supporting me in my endeavors. No, I would love to do that. I also think – Collins, are you going to be in Ann Arbor by chance? No shot. Okay, then we should do a big power. No, but you know why? Because Trent, I'm gonna come up and I'm gonna I'm gonna see you, and I'm gonna be texting Collins. He's gonna be like, "Yeah, I got some stuff going on today. I got some buddies coming." I mean, unbelievable! I mean, unbelievable! You're more than welcome to come over. 
But I'm just, I, I'll, I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to be locked in at about noon. And, and, and focus on the game. I don't, I, I don't want to be a part of the drinking aspect of that day. Afternoon. Maybe in the morning I'll take a part of those activities. But afternoon, focus on the football game. Because I'm, I'm just – of course. I respect that move. I respect that move a lot. Did they come out? What time are they kicking off first? No idea. I, it, it depends. I, I because it, it's if it's to be a seven thirty kick, it's it's a different animal. So we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Fair. <laughs> I got nothing to add. I, you're I you're know, exactly I right. You're exactly right. No, we'll we'll just see how. It I don't want like out. fifty people at my house during COVID time. Sorry. Well, I, dude, who do you think I'm? I'm, co- I'm coming up. I, I'm, I would. I got a couple people I gotta see. I'd like to watch the game with the both <laughs> of you. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'd like to watch the game with the both of you and whatever we we What's play. It cold, I agree. I don't need. I don't need to. I don't need to be around a bunch of people. I need to go out to the bar. I need to be in front of a TV. I don't like being at the bars to watch games. No, it's horrible. It's horrible. And you want to? I got the guy next to me. They should. They should pass the ball more. Like, dude, okay, anyone, dude, anyone who went to Harper's during the Final Four run, I revoke. Like you, you don't like sports. You didn't Reno's like East. You, Agree, dude. Agree. You didn't Reno's like sports. East. The Reno's Four, baby. Yeah, but if you went to like somewhere like at Pat Bar just to like celebrate if they want, like you don't like sports. I'm sorry, you don't like. Correct. It. All right. Very good. Very good. Flowing conversation following that second question. Third question to complete our trifecta today. Um, yes. Do you think, and this is this, I have to, I'm going to ask the question and then I'm going to preempt it before I turn it over to you guys. Do you think coffee is better than hot chocolate? Here's the thing. I don't like either. Well, here's the thing. People want to act like people, people who drink coffee and get all these fancy Starbucks drinks. Like I can understand if you need to drink coffee because it wakes you up in the morning and you just need it because you're like addicted to it too. But don't tell me that coffee is better or tastes better than hot chocolate. Because you're just wrong. What do you guys think? I, I, I'm going to give no comment here because I, I, don't, I never really have ever drank coffee, and I don't like chocolate. So I just, I, I'm, my opinion is moot here. Like, it, like anything I say here would just be lying. Okay. But I feel like from the consensus, everyone loves hot chocolate. Like everybody likes hot chocolate. I, I feel like coffee is not like that. You either are super in on coffee or you're not. I feel like hot chocolate, like 75% of America loves hot chocolate. Well, that's what I'm saying because I'm also biased in that, like, I don't drink coffee. I never have, and I probably – I don't think I ever will, honestly. I just don't yeah. like it. I think it's gross. So my thing is, like, if you're a coffee drinker, cool. Like, you get all the fancy drinks and shit. But don't tell me it tastes better and it is better <laughs> than hot cocoa. If hot cocoa woke you up in the morning, you would definitely choose that over coffee. Am I wrong? I think no, you're not. right. I think people like are super high and mighty about their coffee, but, sure. but at the same time, my mom and sister straight up at like they. When my sister was in high school. She was a straight up addict. So I don't know. I don't know. Rap, I could be wrong. So, I will take you back a ways. I used to be a very anti-coffee guy because I was like, I don't want to get hooked on it. I don't want it to stain my teeth. I don't think it tastes good, etc. Um, I did some growing up recently. I believe this year is where I really started to be like, I have one cup of coffee in the morning and that's pretty much it. It's now it has become part of my routine. I like to have a cup of coffee in the morning. I do some reading and I go about my day because coffee, I'm not addicted to the coffee, but 
I can definitely tell like when I have it, I just feel better to get my day going versus when I don't. I'm historically not a morning person, but the coffee like gets me going. Like I just picture like Trent, I picture you as being the guy, like as soon as you get up, you like have energy, like, like you're, your aura, like you, you just can go like, and I, there's definitely times where I feel like, well, if I get a good night's sleep, I don't need it. Collins on the other hand, I feel like is one of those kids that like any, like if class for him is at noon, he like walks in and like his hair's a mess and he's like still wearing pajamas because he just like can't wake up. That's what Dude, I am the complete is. opposite, complete opposite. Never been able to sleep past nine 30 in my entire life. Really? Yeah. Well, that I learned something new, but back to, back to the argument. I have a newfound appreciation for coffee it's hard to beat the pumpkin spice latte. It's also hard to beat the peppermint mocha when the season comes, Trent. And I'll I be honest, I actually like that, Rabs. The peppermint yeah. mocha, I don't even like coffee, and I've, I've had a few of those in my day. When the time comes, Trent, I suggest you start getting into those. But I will say, as far as taste goes, I drink my coffee usually black in the morning because I've, I've it's an acquired taste. I've come to appreciate different types of coffee, but I will say, Hot chocolate is bar none. It's it's way it's way better. I mean, few things beat a hot chocolate with some whipped cream, some marshmallows on a cold winter day. You come inside, just sip it, watching TV. Ah, maybe one day yeah. I have a wife and kids. I get to share a cup with. Who knows? <laughs> you are so you hot chocolate's are. awesome. You I might have. I might actually go have a cup before bed. I might go have one right now. No, dude, I have a huge. I buy the huge can of it like i have a giant can of hot chocolate i don't i don't What's drink it, it often you, I, do you I go it. see i grew up i grew up with hot chocolate and i didn't realize this was like not a thing or not a common thing until my friends like had hot chocolate at my house one time they were like oh this is different but my mom makes it with like water all my friends make it with milk like hot milk Most of this, i'm a huge milk guy huge like i will promote milk just today my roommate George. What do you mean? My roommate George goes and opens the fridge. He goes, Trent, you have so much milk in here because I have three gallons of it because I will run oh? out. And I have so much milk. Are it's you a huge cereal stones. guy? No, I mean I, I enjoy cereal, but I just what? wait. Are you? Do you just drink milk? Yes. <laughs> yes. Dude, I that's do. What, this is why this kid is jacked. No <laughs> one drinks milk, dude. <laughs> what I was gonna say is I love hot chocolate with milk because it's richer, and I just am naturally drawn more to that but Rabs, i will say this like i didn't know either i, I didn't start making it with milk till i got to high school when i was a kid it was always water and it yeah it tastes it tastes similar but the milk is definitely like it's it's thicker and richer but we've got i got keurig hot chocolate cups that's what my mom has been when i was under the weather a bit this last week my mom was making me some hot chocolate before bed it was great with the keurig i can't complain yeah, that's pretty solid. Pretty solid stuff. But but for yeah. now, it's pumpkin spice latte season. And they got a new pumpkin. Starbucks has this, like, pumpkin cream cold brew. I'm a, I, Dude, iced coffee is where it's at. I'll tell you what. Iced coffee is – here's the thing I hate real quick. People that are, like, coffee snobs that, like – there's nothing more I hate than, like, look at me people when it comes to, like, oh, I'm at the library at 11 o'clock at night. Like, here's a coffee. Like, grind time. I hate those people. I hate them. Because, one, no one cares. And, like, sick brag, dude. Like, you're at the library. Like, cool. I don't, like, coffee snobs. Like, uh-oh, like, third cup today. Or, like, it's, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. And they're, like, oh, like, I need this to, like, get me through my day. Like, shut up. Like, that, I hate, I hate that. I hate that. Everyone drinks coffee for the most part. Like, you're not special. 
And no, I don't go get those like Americano, like double pump, like espresso. Miss me with that stuff. Give me a black coffee if I'm feeling cream. If there's a seasonal creamer that's, that's in season, I'll do it. If not, we move on. But coffee snobs, like, shut up. It's a means to an end for many people. Just wake Agreed. me up. God. I agree. I agree. Right. There yeah. we go. That completes the trifecta for the week. And I turn Great it back over to our wonderful host, Ryan Rabinowitz. I can't believe that you continue to come up with three questions that intrigue me and, and, and stretch my, uh, my brain every week. So, are we, so you don't overthink it. You just kind of you just go with it. I try to think of things like throughout the week, like, oh, someone pissed me off by saying coffee <laughs> tastes better than hot chocolate. So I'm going to ask these guys about it. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. What's it called? So no Bachelor Talk this week? Or I, don't watch, I don't watch it, dude. I don't watch anymore. Are you out too, TV? I haven't seen last night's. I'm planning on keeping up with it a little bit, but I haven't watched the first episode okay. yet. So. We, See, maybe, Kyle, maybe. Kyle, my question is, is like, I feel like it's, it's one thing if you're a guy and you're watching The Bachelor because you're kind of like, oh, if I was in this guy's shoes, like, would I find this girl attractive? Do I like this? Thing? Like, is it, is it different? Like, like, how do you view it now? Like, what's your mindset going in? Because you're just, you're rating it's a bunch reality of TV. I just love reality television. And it's just like, there's this guy, Kenny, who's 39. He's a boy band manager. He showed up, had a chest <laughs> tattoo. He had a chest tattoo, an American no. like Eagle tattoo on his chest. I mean, just maybe like the biggest liability I've ever seen in my life. And that's what I love about it. Like these ridiculous people. It doesn't matter what sets you Who's are. the girl? Who's the girl? Like some girl from a really old season. I didn't watch back then. It was like really, it was how a really old, long how old time is she? Ago. I think she's 39. Really? Yeah. Which makes it a little bit different, but she, uh, I don't she's, I mean, that, dude. so I don't know. I, I'm a fan. I, I'll watch anything, dude, with The Bachelor. It's, it's like, it's a perfect Tuesday show. It makes you like, you know what? I have something to do on Tuesday. I'm going to have a bottle of red and just relax. <laughs> bottle of red. Even though I do not like wine, so I won't have a bottle of red. You should have a bottle of red. You should invite over LeBron. Invite yeah. over the goat. Have a bottle of red with the goat. Collins is just slugging, just slugging Natty Lights, which is the, the, no. the red wine of beers. Yeah. That is the red wine of beers. That's the most accurate thing you've ever said. <laughs> yeah, the red wine of beers. How is that? I, I just like made that up. I don't think it's accurate at all. It the is red not. wine of beers. I don't know. Whatever. Let's I think it is because it's not. It's it's not really a popular thing. Like no one. People, red wine dude, is very popular. Wine. Yeah, Trent, you're out of here. Okay, let's end the show. Let's end the show. <laughs> as far as beer goes, you assholes. You guys stink. Uh, no, Trent, you have no business calling me anything after what you put me on blast for. After for it, okay, okay, okay. All right, I bite my. Go mind. check the tape. By the way, go check the tape. Bad radio. People can't tell. It's all games, man. It's all jokes. We're not actually at each other's throats here, but I do think you're seven and one. I will say. I do think you're seven and one. Too. Oh my god, I'm not. I'm not seven and one. Ugh. Seven. That's and all for the Motown. No more talking. Let me bring back. Let That's me, all for. I want to say one more thing. It has nothing to do oh with, with with the seven and one. So so don't. Don't get I'm not seven and one. <laughs> bring, seven and bring one. Back, 
Bring back old nine Burger King. That's the yep. biggest takeaway from the spot. Uh, that's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown, Rundown page. Don't miss an episode of the show. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Subscribe, follow us, whatever you got to do. New episodes every week. We will see you next time. I'm 8-0. Just for the record, I made no. That's it.